1: howdy everybody that is listening to this recording welcome to 2420 20, the podcast and also the last one for this season my name is stephanie Chavera, and before we start i would like to take the time to thank you for allowing us to make it to this episode as well as taking the time to say thank you to the rogue media family for always believing in me my vision and for this podcast i would like to thank all of the people that gave us some of their time so that we can make this happen and of course a huge shout out to the gentleman that has made this possible, Mike Hamilton. Sir, thank you so much for always giving us your love and time. Guys, this is definitely not a good but a very possible see you later. So with all of this said, let's go ahead and jump into the actual fun. You guys ready? Ready. All right. For episode 14, we have two gentlemen, which we usually only have one person. I'm super excited to do this today. Uh, they, are, they are a part of a very new, cool organization in Waco. So on July 16th of 2020, in the middle of the pandemic, the basketball league CEO Evelyn Magley announced the 10th new market since the pandemic hit and the 22nd overall has been awarded to the Waco with the Waco Royals. I wish I could get, do a drum roll over here. <laughs> now, before we begin, let me backtrack a little in case you were uh, a little lost. The TLV, which is the Basketball League, is an organization dedicated to delivering to a world ca- class uh, professional basketball experience to our community, fans, and partners. With 30-plus leagues, they provide communities with a professional basketball team that gives an affordable, quality family entertainment experience. What really, really caught my eye, guys, while I was doing my homework over all this, is the fact that they also provide their players with educational opportunities to learn from nationally acclaimed life skills, classes from financial literacy, uh, health and wellness, and nutrition. I kindly invite everybody uh, to visit their page to see all the other positive stuff that they are doing with communities here in Waco and others communities in the nation. You can visit them at www.thebasketballleague.net. With all this said, man, I talk too much. <laughs> Even my mama says that. But let's keep on going. We normally have 20 questions. I think we all know this, and we go through those and we briefly discuss them. But this time, we will have an open conversation over what's happening here in town with the Waco Royals. How this organization came to be, their vision, mission, and what this wonderful league will do for and with us as a community. With this said, we have two gentlemen with us today, like I said before, and I'll start with Akeem, which is?
2: I'm the president and GM of the organization.
1: Wonderful. Which is the Waco Royals, correct? Yes. All right. And then I have? I'm going to do Awesome. Who you?
0: I would be the head coach of the Waco Royals.
1: Which is also known as the Waco Major, correct? The Mayor Waco? The Major Waco. The Mayor. May- it's the accent, guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mayor. Mayor. The Mayor. Yeah. No, you say major.
1: Major. now like say. drum major. No, like Major. Mayor. Major. Your. Your, okay. your, your, okay. not yours. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So with that said, guys, thank you for being with us this time. It's, it's really flattering. And thank you for giving us this time out of your day. Uh, oh, I think we're cool. all going to have a great time. So, yes. uh, one of my main questions is, uh, just tell us a little bit about the Waco Royals and how the, uh, Waco Royals started here in Waco.
2: So, uh, some of that would lead towards my brother who isn't here. Uh, Brandon Littles will be the team market owner. Uh, We spent a lot of time talking over the phone, um, hours and hours and hours at a time. And um, he has a passion to make, you know, wanted to go play professional basketball. Uh, So, along the way of that journey, he uh, stumbled across the TBL, the basketball league, which this is their fourth year in existence. Uh, But prior to COVID, you know, they were going into their third season and then they were put at a halt. The whole world was, Mm -hmm. was shut down, rather. And so his uh, his mother had been you know telling him Renee who's also our COO she had been telling him about the you know the TBL uh, the basketball league and she kind of put it in him like hey you you, know, you should own your own team and uh, he started thinking that way and over our phone calls me and him would be thinking talking about you know buying a truck you know buying a moving truck because we're gonna start this business and mm-hmm. and do these moves and then we were gonna. <laughs> You know, make like $6,000 a month. And because I had a background with moving, and and I told him, hey, we could do it. We could do this. I'm telling you, we can do it. Mm -hmm. And then one day he tells me, he's like, hey, no, we're going to buy a team. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, we're going to buy a team, a professional basketball team. And uh, on August the 24th, he uh, sent me the email over, and and we've been running ever since. Um, He did the groundwork to get it started. Um, and his mother, they did that part, and then he said, "Hey, you know, you're gonna we're gonna do this together. You're gonna be the president, and GM of the organization, and you know, you're gonna put the people in position, and we're gonna go from there." And that's what it's been. Uh, you fast forward to now, and we have a full staff. And, you know, we have a coach, we have 17 players, and um, only thing we're lacking right now is MCC or someone <laughs> to tell <laughs> us yes. Uh, For this basketball, uh, this this gym that we're going to play in, but Mm -hmm. other than that, I mean, we're up and geared and ready to go. So, you know, we kind of coined the phrase, you know, why buy a truck when you can buy a team?
1: That sounds like a wonderful logic. Oh, next time I'm, I'm planning on buying a guitar, I'll just buy a band. Yeah. So it's, so it's, so it's pretty much the same logic behind it. So will you share yeah. with us how you uh, decided to bring um, Mr. Mamadou into Mamadou, 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 Mama Do, Mama Do, Mama Do. into into this uh, wonderful league? Because for what I understand, he does have some kind of background with Waco, which, he, by he the way,
0: second pair back. Bears.
2: Sikon bears. bears. Yeah, look at that <laughs> foreshadowing. That's foreshadowing. That's what we call it. That you led right into it. Yeah, uh, so Mamadou has a background with playing with Baylor, of course. Uh, was part of that or that team that led Baylor back to the tournament back in 2008. Uh, prior to that, I think it had been, what, uh, that 20, since the 80s? Yes. 80s? 1988. Yeah, so 1988 before they had even, you know, they had been in the tournament. So he was part of that, that team, and he has a good uh, reach here in the Waco community. So yes. when you're doing something as big as – you wanna bring a professional team into the to the town. You want the people to get behind you and your coaches and the players are usually in the forefront of that mission. You know, you start mm-hmm. naming your organizations and that's what it was for me. As soon as my brother said we're buying a team, I started looking at what organizations do. And, you know, we 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 know basketball. We're both hoopers, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you you name a team, you know Phil Jackson, you know the players, you know Kobe, you know, mm-hmm. you know Michael Jordan, you know those people, but you don't necessarily know who the owner is you don't know who the president right. of the organization is so i felt like it was very important for that to be the point and his mother was mentioned mamadou like you know and we know what that's a, that's a great idea i think that and mamadou had a background in coaching, just not at this level but he was already coaching mm-hmm. so with him already coaching and being young and then wanting to expand his career and his reach reaching out to him and, and giving asking him about this opportunity he thought like hey this is this is great yeah, I want to take on the challenge, and I told him from the jump, like, "Hey, man, I'm not gonna leave your side. Like, I'm gonna be with you with this 100. percent Whatever you need, I'm gonna be right there for you." And uh, I've kind of stayed true to that. And it was it was as much as it wasn't a, a move for him to be able to advance his career as someone who thinks about business because that's my job to kind of think about the business side of it. Mm-hmm. It was definitely more, it was a political move too. Like, hey, you have a reach in Waco. We need someone who has a good face, and. It was the logical choice.
1: Mamadou, you are actually, uh, acquired your American citizenship some time ago. Could you go on about what started you on basketball? What, what made you, what was the time in your life that you decided that basketball was one of the things that you wanted to do in your life?
0: <laughs> actually, uh, I was just a student back home, you know, mm-hmm. going to school. I was a pretty really good student, I like to think. Only cared about school, got a few friends, and, you know, and uh, I was tall, obviously I'm tall, but even in high school, I was very tall, starting growing in middle school, you know, that's when I, just, you know. Is there it. how tall? I'm 7'1", <laughs> and I've been in this height uh, since I was <laughs> 17. Yeah. So there is actually an uh, American, uh, uh, it's a library. When I grew up, which is a very, very small, like, neighborhood, you know, back home. And there's a library that is owned by American. They opened it there, you know, when we were kids. And they actually help us a lot. And uh, basically the books, you cannot afford. You go there and get them. And also, they have a small, they had a small basketball court. So they just left it there, you know, for people to, <coughs> not for a team. But next thing you know, they're growing, growing, growing. And they have a basketball team. And the president of the school kept asking me to come play basketball. But at that time, you know, like I said, I only, you know, care about school. And one day, I don't know, I just realized that I was too tall. I said, man, let me try this thing out. I didn't even have basketball shoes. You know, I had to go find some shoes, went there and tried it, and I liked it, you know, I liked it. And one thing I had the first day is I had a great time in block shot. So that's, that was a gift, I guess.
1: Why uh, made you choose Baylor?
0: Baylor, actually, <laughs> to be honest, I just wanted to come to the U.S. Uh, I, I don't care where. I just wanted to. But... I met Coach Drew back in 2002. He came back home to recruit. He was recruiting a friend of mine. And that's when I met him, you know, and I didn't think he remembered me. And two years later, he started recruiting recru- recruiting me. But he was also at a different school, Valparaiso. Mm. So I signed to go to Valpo. Like, everything was Valpo, oh, okay. yes. And this job opened up. And one day I was home, he just called and, you know, told me if I want to go with him. I said, I know you. I don't know anything about mm-hmm. that. So... And next thing I know, actually, it was better when I got here. I heard Indiana like Valparaiso, it snows all the time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Texas is the perfect place for me, so you know, yeah, uh, this is yeah everything yeah. happens for a reason. You know, that's that's yeah. wonderful.
1: And uh, what was the main reason why you agreed to the Waco Royals? What is your vision? With the community, and what is your vision with, with, with the Waco Royals? What do you uh, want to do?
0: Well, first off, Waco community been great to me. Like, when I came here to play basketball, I just wanted to play for four years and, you know, go do something else. And, you know, uh, I got here, had too many injuries after my, after my freshman year. You know, mm-hmm. basketball was not an option anymore. And, you know, Coach Drew helped me out to stay in the city and, uh, you know, find a job, get my papers, you know. And uh, started to work here, worked at Vanguard. Now I'm working at Visiting Angels, and the community been great to me. Waco is a home away from home. People been, Waco been good to me. The city, uh, the people been good to me. And Brandon Littles, his brother, I knew him a while a while ago. Knew him from Vanguard. He played there. I coached him. Actually, I coached mm. against him. Okay. So I knew him for a while. And like he said, I knew he wanted to play basketball. You mm-hmm. know, he would reach out to me even sometimes, try to walk on a bale or all that stuff. You know, he always, always, always around basketball, even. When they played the ymca you know uh his team we played against them you know a few times
1: mm-hmm. so
0: you know he's the one who called me and told Because i saw it on facebook first that you know he bought a team i'm like man this is cool and he called me one day and asked me and i said absolutely you know because like he said i have been coaching been coaching but i never coached at, at this level mm-hmm. coach anywhere from like little kids I'm talking first grade all the way to like high school <laughs> that's different, wonderful different age different you know whatever and you know Spoke to Akin. He's the one who called after I spoke to Brendan. You know, he told me straight up. You know, I, we, we, I'm with you, and I told him also I've been coaching, but not at this level. And he told me, "I got you. you know, we're gonna get you. <laughs> we're gonna get you." You know, people to help you out. You know, and you know,
1: it's been great. I definitely. mean, if you're good at something, then so, you, I mean, you can only get better at it. Yeah, but Rice. it's a,
0: it's a different level also of coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, coaching is just not about the basketball. You gotta be able to handle the players, and I mm-hmm. never dealt with pros. You know, right. it's easier to handle kids and stuff. i never dealt with pros before.
1: When you, know. you say handle the players, uh, what kind of aspects do because you- Because you have
0: different kind of players. You have different mm-hmm. attitude, you have different, you know, personality, mm. all that stuff. You know, with kids, it's easier, you know, like, you have a problem with the kid, you can call the parents right away, you know? <laughs> yeah. they can it. Yeah, you, you, know you can handle you can call them But you're talking to grown men, you know? So mm. I've never dealt with that. But so far we have been, you know, we've been good. You know, I like our roster very much, actually. I told him one day, you know, he did a great job recruiting. He was like, thank you, man. (laughs) (laughs) This is good.
1: Do you have any saying with the players, coach? Yeah. You mean? He said, "Duh! Like, did you did you make any decisions with?" Oh, him? I mean,
0: definitely. You know, ask me, we talk. You know, like you said, he told me straight up. You know, I don't know if I can say this. I'm not gonna okay. Jerry Jones this thing. You know, he told me.
2: Yeah, straight I up. did. Yeah, you can say that. Yeah, you can. You know, I That's like, like, yeah, I was like, look, this isn't. Yeah, we, I'm not gonna Jerry Jones this <laughs> thing, man. Like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do this together. You right, know, um, th- there's always there's always those, those times where you know someone has the you know they may have a um, a strong viewpoint. And, you know, you just kind of respect it. That's just part of working together as a a group. Uh, You know, uh, my brother may feel, you know, hey, I I want this to be this way. I I want this guy. And then, you know, it's my job to just, okay, well, you know, make that work. If that's Mm -hmm. what you want, then we have to make it work that way. Uh, But collectively, for the most part, we all just kind of come to a decision. And um, I think we did a good job together to get good character, guys. Uh, My brother's faith is real big. You know, he's real big on his faith. Um, He's real big on, um, you know, his... uh, um, it's, it's, it's Christ and, and you know, it's, it's, it's prayer and things of that nature. So uh, I think that that's helped us to have the type of character, guys, that we have. You know, it's not by accident. You know, it's by design.
1: It's, it's never by accident. I, I, uh, I've mentioned it before during the podcast. I've, I'm standing here solemnly by divine intervention. And yeah. nothing's an accident. The more you pray... Be careful what you pray for, though. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. It, it, when it when it comes to you, then you're gonna be like, "Wait, wait, why? Yeah. You pray for it." Yeah.
2: You asked for this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every, and this it's funny. Everything I, I strongly believe that everything that I'm doing now, based on the things that I've been through in my past, even the trials and tribulations, the you know the ups and downs, like all of it is prepared uh, for for this. And then, but there's still so much more to do. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, this is just this is just the beginning of it. We there's really didn't even got started good. Yeah. Yeah. Scrapping so much the surface. More Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot to do. We have a lot to do. A lot more seasons to come. A lot of lives to influence. um, You know, a lot of things to get done. done.
1: Talking about seasons. uh, Could you share with our audience a little bit how the games work, how the league works? How is there like a champion at the end of the league? Is there semifinals or?
2: Yes. uh, It's a playoff format. Um, we are, you know, we go by the NBA's rules. Um, we have, uh, we we go through a 24-game season, um, and then we'll go into a, the playoffs after that. Uh, we have best of five series and that'll lead up to a champion. Um, there's, there's, You have your divisions. Um, our division, we will play against teams such as Dallas, Houston, you know, Shreveport, Oklahoma. So uh, there is, there's, uh, it's no different than what you see on a national level with the NBA. It's just professional basketball. Um, it's very, it's very important for the audience to understand too that this isn't a semi-pro league. This isn't just a league. You know, and a lot of people get that confused. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys, are, you know, they get paid to play. So uh, we do need the community involvement, the community backing, so that we can help fund uh, the team and 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 you know fund the players as well. But uh, be more specific on your question, because that's I mean that's pretty much I mean it really is a I mean it's just mm-hmm. it's just exactly what they've always seen. It's just different teams, new teams now and time.
1: How can the community get involved in a positive manner with you guys? Uh,
2: they can follow us on our Facebook or our Instagram page. Which um, are? Uh, Waco Royals. Waco so, Royals, uh, yeah. awesome. Facebook <laughs> is Waco Royals. It's really simple. Mm-hmm. Just Waco Royals.
1: And then there's uh, also yeah. a web page as well, correct? Yes, uh,
2: the, T-H-E, Waco Royals.com. Awesome. So the Waco com is our uh, webpage. page.
1: Wonderful. Is there any programs that the Waco Royals would have for the community in order for them to, you know, fundraisers? I just noticed that you guys had some kind of uh, tip of golf or something like that, uh, some event that you guys had.
2: Yeah, it's coming. So we have a uh, we have a golf tournament that that's coming. My brother has been putting that together for April the 8th. Uh, it'll be here. It's on uh, April the 8th. We'll be having a golf tournament and it's going to be, you know, fundraising type mm-hmm. event. It'll be fun. All the players will be there as well. Um, on March the 17th, we have a, a ribbon cutting with Hewitt, uh, the Chamber of Commerce and Hewitt at our practice facility. But on March the 27th, we have a big fun field day, which is also more of like a fundraiser type thing as well. But it'll be from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mm. And it's also going to be at the practice facility. We have the food trucks outside nice. uh there'll be a purple ribbon cutting, an exhibition game, you know dancers uh things for kids to do so it, it this it give away little raffles, things like nice. that so this it'll be a little bit more fun. You should start seeing flowers for that in the next coming days too. As wonderful. well. wonderful so uh things like that uh, we'll have out yeah, yeah for to get out and do
1: that's pretty awesome works don't dreams don't work unless you do uh-huh.
2: yes. It's yeah. been a
1: long, com- a long time coming for you guys. Then. Yeah,
2: a lot of work. A lot of work. 16-hour days. A lot of work. Ooh,
1: <laughs> that's quite a bit. That, <laughs> those are very long hours. Um, is there anything that the community doesn't know that we should know? Like, can we come to practice? Can we – are you going to start selling jerseys with the, with the players' names?
2: Uh, all things that are coming, yes. Uh, we will be having more merch, uh, more swag for the guys, that, you know, a community go pick up, they can always go now to the website and just buy now. Now, if they wanted to, they could always go to the Waco Royals.com, go to the shop button, and they can buy merchandise, and they can buy gear now if they want to. Nice. Uh would love for them to do that. Uh, but, um, and then on top, you had something else right before that that I wanted to say. Ah, what did you say? You said uh, community, you said jerseys. Uh, there was something else I wanted to. Uh, Why did I say coach? Oh. Do you remember. Yeah. I missed when it. Come to practice. Oh, practice. There you go. So um, as of now, when we meet people, we do tell them like, hey, you know, feel free to come by because Legends uh, Sports Complex, he likes that. He likes the idea of people coming by. Um, there's a glass that's in between the players and the, uh, I mean, the players and, and where you could sit at if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but we practice late at night. Um, at some point, if you got like over Crowded or too many people, I'm pretty sure coaches would be like, hey, we got to stop letting people come mm-hmm. over here. But Indeed. as of right now, yeah, we tell them to come on in. Um, It's at 123 North Hewitt Drive in Hewitt, Texas. And we practice typically from 9 to midnight, uh, Monday through Friday. Um, our Tuesday and Thursdays, we usually get there a little later because we do strength and conditioning with D1's training facility in Waco. Mm-hmm. So um, we usually there around like 10 o'clock and we're still there until midnight. Um. So we call it
1: Midnight Madness. Awesome. Another very, uh, I w- this is just out of curiosity for me. Do you guys just went to uh, some sort of draft to we Indianapolis? Uh, How is that? Will you share a little bit with us about that? that what was is fun. the What is the draft? What does it do? Uh, what happens fun. in the draft?
2: That was fun. I wish I asked a lot of my staff in here to talk about it because <laughs> I got to talk about me and I don't like talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather it's somebody okay, else tell keep, you, but I can tell okay. you about it. No, I'm serious, because it, it was fun. I mean, it was really fun. Um, so uh, the, the coaches were there. We had like seven people there. The coaches were there. Uh, um, a lot of our other staffs, so our director of player development, you know, uh, Russell Renee was there, our COO, his mother, Brandon. Um, so we were all there, and um, they have like, man, 200 or so athletes that try out on the weekend each day. And it was in Indiana at their D1 facility. Um, we were in meetings all day on Friday. And then come Saturday, you're in meetings during the day with the TBL, and then we go and we watch the players play. Mm-hmm. And it was so many people that they would like shut it off. Like I remember, I left at one point to go over to my hotel, and I walked back out and I couldn't even get in. Oh wow! Like the lady snuck me in through the back door, like on the side. She was like, "Come around," so she snuck me in through the side <laughs> door. And uh, but because of the COVID restrictions, you know, they were trying mm-hmm. to keep everything to a certain like uh, amount of people
1: capacity. But
2: it's, it's exactly what um, I. I well, it wasn't exactly what I thought it would be, but it was what I thought that the NBA probably is like, meaning the war room type thing. So we're all in this, this, big, this big room, and they randomly allow you to get a pick. And we had the 31st pick out of 35 teams, right? Mm. This is really a good story. So we had the 31st pick out of 35 teams. Well, the coach um, sees our assistant coach, uh, Chris Berry. He sees a guy. His name is Scott Tyler. And he says, and everyone in the draft wants this guy. Across the draft board, he's like the top one, two pick for everyone. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants him. And he's like, hey, I want that guy, man. You know, and we went to the draft. We're pretty much having a team thinking, like, we don't need to draft anyone. We Mm -hmm. may get one person. We may just leverage our picks for the next year. And um, I said, well, look, man, kind of like I told Coach, I got you. <laughs> and so I tell him, like, all right, I got you. I'm going to figure this out. And he's like, man, you know where we're going to get And I got you. And so um, when before we get ready to start the draft, I legit just go around the room and I start maneuvering and talking and negotiating. And I tell the first pick, they were going to pick them first. I talk them out of it. Second pick, I talk them out of it. The third pick, I talk them out of it. I go oh. to each person uh-huh. <laughs> all the way up until you can get <laughs> to us. And I'm talking them out of like, you know, why that they don't need to pick. He needs to come to us. I'm
1: right. getting excited just listening to this story. Yeah, it was I'm crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Like,
2: yeah, it was like, so like I'm legit, I'm legit doing this. Right. So I'm talking to everybody about this. And then there was this one specific team that like picked 17. They were Raleigh in North Carolina. <laughs> well, I, um, I sit down and I'm telling everybody like, I got this. And, ah, we got it. You know, he's going to make it to us now. I've already talked to everybody. And I was like, well, like, except for Raleigh, I don't think I talked to them. And I was like, oh, they're not going to pick him. The 17th pick in the draft, Riley takes Scott Tyler, oh. and the whole draft room goes, oh, ooh, <laughs> like everybody goes crazy. Like, because by this point, the whole, you know, everyone knows that Scott Tyler's coming to Waco. Like, uh-huh. he's, Akeem is negotiated, and he's coming to Waco. And um, he picks him, so after he picks him, I run to the back, and I go talk to the guy, and I end up, you know, negotiating with him, and we we get him. He's on the phone telling him, like, hey, you know, Scott, you're coming to – Riley and I'm like, no, 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 you're not. No, you're not. You're coming to Waco. Hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so I was like, Give me the phone, give me the phone. So I get the phone from him and you know, he says he wants to come to Waco, make a long story short, and we end up getting them, man. We end up Ooh. getting them. Um shouts out to you know, some of our social media team they helped us will and deal. We 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 uh may have bartered some uh social media, uh what do you call it, content to get them to trade their pick up a little bit so we could, you know, switch some picks out with Dallas and Little Rock, but we figured it out. And we ended up, at 31, we ended up still getting the top pick in the draft.
1: Divine <laughs> intervention. So
2: it worked. <laughs> so when you see Scott Tyler on the Waco Royals team, yes. know that story that he was supposed to go number one, number two, overall in the draft, and we wheeled and deal until we got him. So um, shout out to our entire organization and, you know, my brother and everyone who helped, you know, put that together. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool.
1: Welcome to Waco, Scott. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, welcome to
2: Waco, Scott. That part.
1: Well, Same. guys, uh, I think we have to wrap up already, but is there anything else that you would like to say to the Waco community, to anybody that is listening right now?
0: Yeah, I just want to say, uh, you know, we need your support. You know, this is something that I'm really excited about. Like, like I said, I've been here since 2005, and I've seen the city grow, you know. Uh, I mean, from 2005 to now, I mean, it's a lot of growth. You know, if you go just around downtown to see the changes, you know, and I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, this is also our opportunity, you know, to make the city bigger, to bring something that's never been in Waco before. You know, so we're asking people to support us. Like you said, you can go on our website, buy stuff. You can buy season tickets, you can show up to the games. You know, just, you know, we need the whole community behind us, definitely.
1: That's wonderful.
0: Well, thank you so much. No, no, that was it. I think you nailed it. Yeah, yeah we, we
2: need the community behind us. Um, and, and from our time out here and, you know, just, just running through the streets all throughout the week, uh, it's a lot of, a lot of positive energy.
1: And I think the Waco community is very resilient of positive, uh, positive stuff. And like you said, in the last three five years, like Waco downtown has the revitalization of it. It's just crazy. You drive through downtown Austin Avenue, you don't even recognize it from five years ago. Mm. So, you know, thank you so much for giving us the time. We're Waco as a community, I know I speak on behalf of the community. I know I'm extremely excited to, to to have you guys here in Waco, to start seeing what you guys do in Waco, the kind of positive ripple effect that you 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 do in this town, I think that you guys just sealed uh, a chapter for Waco to just let let everybody know that we really are growing in every kind of way, yeah. not just in the cultural way, but also in the sports area. Mm. So it's very wonderful to have you guys here. And, and, and Waco, thank you so much to... Uh, To TBL That's right Yes, TBL TBL To uh, Brandon Littles To Akeem To Coach Thank you so much For um, giving us this time and I think that does it for today, guys.
2: That's it, man. Thank you for having us. Yes, yeah, thank you having us. we'll get Brandon on here too. Yeah, sounds like so a we'll plan. Get on here. We'll yeah, get on
1: here. let's do that soon, guys. And guys, you you heard it, the Waco Royals today in episode 14. Uh, this is a wrap up for season one. Make sure that you get your podcast food where you get it from Spotify, Apple, iTunes. Thank you, Rogue Media Network. Thank thank you to Mike Hamilton and everybody that is out there. Thank you so much for pushing the play button for this podcast, guys. We did it.
2: We did it. All
1: right. Well, you guys stay awesome, and we'll see you for season two. Bye. Uh, bye. This
2: has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.